This episode is powered by Safety FM. Welcome to the Safety Consultant Podcast. I am your host, Sheldon Primus. This is a show where I teach you the business of being a safety consultant. And I am America's safety consultant. Today, however, we're actually going to go outside the U.S. and we're going to talk to global EHS professionals. And we will be welcoming back to the show Eddie Dong Udo, who is in episode 40. And uh, Eddie and I have been friends for a little while and truly just learning the international uh, side of safety has been good for me. I've always had the flair for international. I do international work. So uh, it's been fun for me to to really get an understanding of oil and gas as a specialty as well as construction. But he really, really digs into uh, HS and E management. Uh, so those are some of his strengths. Uh, his vision led him to create an actual group that will help safety officers peer to peer. And this started out as a WhatsApp group and it would have a question of the day and everybody would respond and you really start getting some good global input on certain questions. And this then developed into, well, it changed over to another um, social media network and then the company, Global EHS Professional, came about. And Mary Stein, who is the CEO, is also in the interview here, and uh, she's been around for over 15 years of experience in the occupational safety and health uh, field. She attended UCLA and Penn State College with a concentration in behavioral health and DHS environmental, excuse me, emergency management safety. Uh, she's been involved in a bunch. I mean, like, uh, you'll go through her, her resume and you'll see aerospace in there and then you're going to see clean rooms and oil and gas and uh, chemical hygiene radiation safety protocols uh, truly it was a great person for Eddie to partner with and together uh, we just really uh, went through their minds talked about the organization so just stay tuned you guys are going to have a really good time understanding a little bit about global safety and I'm going to get a good understanding about it as well so stay tuned. All right. Thank you so much, Mary. Thank you. Thank you. So the Global ESH is uh, a global uh, platform of uh, environmental health and safety professionals. Uh, our thought was to see how we can unify and bring uh, HSE professionals from different countries in one platform. Now the idea is for everyone to share their experience that has to do with safety. What happens in Russia, in the States, may have a slight difference of what happens in HSC executive in the UK. Yeah. Down to Africa. What happens in Nigeria might be a little bit different from what happens in South Africa. It's the same health, safety, and environment, but there are some slight differences. Maybe the approach, maybe the outcome, or maybe the safety professionals themselves. 
So you need a platform that everybody can bring up and share ideas. You might use someone's idea in Africa and, and impute it in your own system, which might work. We can also borrow ideas from the US and also impute it in another person's system, which can work. So people have different, different ideas. And that was why we came up with it. We started as a WhatsApp group on the 18th of April, 2019. And we moved to Telegram group because of the numbers we had. And uh, we started doing a virtual uh, knowledge sharing session to try to reach every other person. Wow. That, that's one of those things that I, I didn't know. I was actually seeing you guys through the progress. Wasn't that... Uh, so I may have been one of the first with you guys then. Yeah. I didn't know that. I actually thought that, that it was, it was going on before I got in. Uh, well, well, I think it was, but maybe not that much. Yeah. Nice. Eddie, well, go ahead. Eddie, go ahead Mary. Eddie, Eddie gave a, a great introduction as to what the purpose and intent for global DHS um, professionals is. But to be honest, because of the fact that he's being modest, it is that he has so many different uh, educational credentials and degrees that he's able to be a resource to these people. And his generosity is that he wanted other people of certain levels of education and credentials to help the younger safety professionals and groom them in a mentorship that is allowing a platform for a safe space to discuss their queries that may not have been available at their job. So for example, on Telegram, we have over 900 people involved. And those people have taken the time to provide their actual information. Like someone says, I need a plan for fire escape safety. And they're telling you what country they're in. And then we're telling you what they can do for best management practices. And that saves so much time. And it builds the confidence of the safety professional that I I said, hey, Eddie, I got to get on board. I need to know what's going on. So when he and I first met uh, in 2019, when he started program, I think I came in on a session number two as a volunteer speaker. And the information he was asking was the value of EHNS as a professional in the industry. You know, how do we see EHNS? And this is on the cusp of COVID. Okay, mm. this is before the wave where everybody and their mother knows about PPE. So he that was like me. ahead of the game in saying, make this a, a, a viable entity that you can hear from professionals at a discounted rate or at an accessible rate all over the world. Can you imagine someone in Namibia being able to pick up their laptop and they have a certain amount of time on their credits to look at the video and then bam, you can cue in because he organized it based on topic. So you can choose what day you want. And now that he's brought me on board, we've segregated it onto bringing a schedule of when these people are speaking. So, you know, right when to pop in and you give that audience an opportunity not, not to just sit for three hours, but to come in for 30 minute chunks. So when yeah. I uh, first met Eddie, first thing he says to me was, I would love to work with you in America and I would love to bring this platform to the United States and the United Kingdom. So that's how we're branching out. And as far as my global expertise, my background is in aerospace, agriculture, pharmaceuticals. You know, I, I've done everything from IOSH audits all the way to building people up for the Voluntary Protection Program and an OSHA program. So my expertise was not the same level as his because he's NEBOSH, but I am, you know, the United States version and, and the mm -hmm. federal version. 
so that that particular segue made it so that now he's taking some of my MBA processes and my, my leadership processes to develop and improve what he started as a beautiful idea. So we're mm-hmm. definitely growing. Just to give you kudos. All right, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, because when you asked about, I thought you just wanted to <laughs> zero down on global ESH. Okay, my name yeah. is Eddie uh, Edo. I I work presently. I work for Pacific Architect Engineers Incorporated. They are in Virginia, but they are in Kabul now, working for the U.S. Embassy. Okay, I started my safety career. 13 years ago in Nigeria, and I've worked with, uh, uh, I've worked in the oil and gas industry, engineering. I've also worked in construction. Okay, shortly after some years in Nigeria, I had an international job. My first posting was in Iraq, same company, Mm -hmm. Pacific Architect Engineers, where I, I spent like two years there before I moved to Afghanistan. Uh, it, it has been a growing and progressive uh, career because I have passion for health, safety, environment. So that's why it's really easy for me to flow with the system and trying to uh, bring everyone on board. And both of them are now being modest <laughs> because uh, truly just take a quick peek at their LinkedIn. <laughs> so once you see that and you, you look at their LinkedIn, there's like so much information packed in, meaning they have done some stuff to get credentials and other things there. So that's experience that's going into the global EHS. But then the other thing they're being modest about is the people that they get to speak at these things uh, it is truly amazing. When you do get the, uh, the event that you, you'll get and, is it still the monthly event that you guys were doing? Yes. Okay. Yeah. But the monthly events now, uh, that is just amazing how you guys are able to uh, get those type of speakers to come in and, and dedicate their time and energy to pursue, uh, I guess, just fortifying, let's say it that way, fortifying the education of safety to to bring up into, you know, maybe people benchmark the U.S., maybe people benchmark the U.K., who knows? But at least together in this system, everyone's coming up and you're you, the people that you have leading that in those those monthly meetings have been incredible. So I, I want to throw that in. And if you have not listened to episode 40, Eddie's actually my episode 40 guest, which is like November 11th. I just looked it up. 2019. <laughs> That's going back, isn't it, bud? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Mary, I had a question for you because most of the time, and I'm saying this as as maybe cut out of the same mold as Eddie, but most of the time when you see founders and people who who start things, it's almost like a a dreamer-esque quality that could give birth to a project. And then you get someone who has your experience, your knowledge, your managerial skill to to take that dream and and refocus it, re-energize it and say, I don't want to take away from your dream. I just want to make sure that we could we could put this in some way that it's functional and organization organizationally sound. Uh, 
when you're doing that, and I see that you have been doing that, both you guys together as a team, um, how do you come against some of the things where people may feel, you know, hey, this used to be free or, or lower cost. Why do we need to pay a little bit higher here? And I, I know the answer, but <laughs> I want you guys go ahead and, and tell them where, you know, you know, and then I'll, I'll I'll chip in afterwards. But what are some of those challenges that you need to to uh, just let people know that hey, yes, there may be a difference here, but we're going to help you. And so go ahead, e- either one. I, okay, uh, well you you directed yeah. it to me, Sheldon. So let me yeah, begin, and then Eddie can clean up anything I forgot. <laughs> yeah, there you go. When I first came on board. Um, I believe it was January 2020 when Eddie um, recommended that I become the chief executive officer. I had a lot of ideas and I did have the sensitivity to envelop his vision and not corrupt it. However, the information that I had to provide to him would require expanding to a broader audience. And expanding to a broader audience through different social media platforms means that most people do not believe if it's free, it's going to be good. So you have to give them an option to donate or to charge. Okay. Mm -hmm. All of the funds and the information that we have created or asked for has gone back to the staff that has volunteered their time to help support this program. We're all volunteering. And the purpose of that is to eventually become a fully functional and viable entity in itself where we can hire full-time and et cetera, et cetera. So this is the platform where people say, if I'm going to pay this fee, I'm going to get this option. Well, we have decided to give what's called an option to speak to a person after the meeting. Mm -hmm. We will call that behind the scenes. And that activity involves not only what we're moving forward, it's called a certification, but moving forward, it lets a person ask a question that probably wasn't available during the conference or they didn't have a chance to speak on that topic. Mm-hmm. And that's like 30 minutes just to talk to them. The other thing is most of this is a write-off. So if a person is being educated for 35, 45, an hour or two, and your boss says, what are you, what are you writing this expense off for? And you go, I went to a conference and they're like, oh, that's it. You know? So it, it's, it's not an, an unachievable goal, yeah. but it is at a point where that's the incentivization. The money goes back into the foundation so that our volunteers are getting compensated in foreign countries. And also because of the media platform that we're outreaching to, you can say a free or donation or a certain level of uh, price based on VIP or general admission. So that's the cost question. Mm-hmm. And if there's anything else, Eddie, that I missed, please fill in. I've said everything. You know, anything that is free, uh, people don't value it. That's what I come to realize, you know, anything yeah. that is free, people don't tend to value it. But what we're trying to do was to strike a balance because uh, global ESGs, as you see, we have people from different continents and different countries. So we try to make sure that everybody come on board in one same level. With reasons, you know, some mm-hmm. a lot of people can afford to pay, some might not be able to afford to pay. I really speak from the African developing aspect because the safety professional in uh, Botswana might be any hundred dollars a month, not pay. Ah, yeah, no. mm-hmm. so 
you try to see how you can balance up so some people can we have a, a particular number of tickets for free then we also have the donation and the other vip and all that so what we're just trying to do was to try to make sure that we carry everybody along that's just it very good and um that's one of the things that being in the u.s and not going outside of the u.s in some cases people may um they don't get the actual sense of the value of the u.s dollar versus someone else so for me and for instance when i do an event uh, i have special webinar pricing versus pricing for if i'm going to do three or four day seminar or something or or, or some, the reason is, is you got more time, right? It just makes more exactly. sense. It's going to be uh, more uh, more expensive. But in those cases, I like the way that you guys are setting it up. So they could be a free option. It could be a pay as you go. It could be a donation. Uh, so it is, it, it's reducing a, a barrier for entry. And that's exactly. kind of a key. Because uh, if, you know, if I were to say, well, it's really cheap, it's only 25 US dollars. Okay. Well, in relative speaking, uh, for the U.S. economy and and another person in the same U.S. market, yeah, not that bad. But then when you change that and you put it into another actual denomination, and now you're you're looking at a barrier to entry, and any barrier to our business could be detrimental to someone's safety and health. So I, I really appreciate that you guys were doing that option. Oh, what are some of the the plans as far as the, um, I know that you guys have been working the telegraph. I, I keep forgetting the name yep. of the telegraph, telegram. Uh, telegram. telegram. Yeah, so does that show my age? I think it's telegraph. Let me double check. Because you may have said it correctly. It is. Okay. It's, it's the telegram. <laughs> I got some gray. So you, you got to watch me because sometimes I don't say it right. <laughs> it's telegram. All right. But truly, I know with those things, I love that because you got the question of the day and uh, people come back and they, they respond to each thing from different perspectives and it starts a nice little thread and that's daily information for the safety inspector or safety officer that's completely free. Um, so I know there's something brewing. I just want to see if maybe there's some things you guys could could tell us, <laughs> like, like a sneak peek of what are the things that you guys are going to be doing in addition. Right now we have 1,141 members on the board that wow. interact. 300 people per day are interacting to the queries. So moving for my part, my part of it is Eddie has assigned each administrator a day of the week in which to put a question of the day. In addition to the participants submitting their own individual questions back to us and to the community. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what's going forward is we're going to probably find the program easier if they can get their answers to their questions of the day immediately responded to. So the next level is training the administrators on how to put their information into the query as a poll with one correct answer. Their immediate yeah. gratification would be like you selected B, but hit the answer with C. And here's the reason why. So in, in making those snapshots, the person is able to calculate their their growth. OK, how quickly they answer it. Everything is going to be visible. It shows them immediately that they've they've got the answer because it gives them a confetti sprinkle. It lets them know they did it right. And Excellent. if they didn't do it right, the thing is, it could be anonymous, but I'm letting it stay 
that you see your name because it doesn't say whether you got it right or wrong. It just says you participated, right? Mm -hmm. Privately, you know if you got it right or wrong. So that's one of the things we're moving forward. The second thing is we're not only trying to encourage them on the educational portion, but we're looking toward the job. So we're leading them back to our other link, which is on Telegram, which is the EHNS jobs platform. So yeah. if they're getting to the point where they know what they're doing and they feel a little bit more comfortable and their skills are built up, here's another segue into getting hired. I mean, you can't beat it. I mean, this is like it should have been done by many companies, but we're starting it. And Eddie is the founder. So kudos to Eddie for that vision. Yeah, that's that's really good. Eddie. I, I mean, for for just just a general safety and health person, that's why I really want to spotlight this as much as I can. I know we're, we've partnered on things, but this isn't a, a paid sponsorship in any way. Yeah. But I, I truly feel like your vision uh and this collectively, because Mary, you've, you've been doing this for a long time yourself. So I know that your your heart and your vision for safety and health has been uh, eminent and just growing. And I don't know how you guys get the time because you're also volunteering for things. Mary, you're like leading what? Uh, what's the chapter that, that you that I spoke with? Um, you get? Greater, uh, Greater San Jose chapter. San Jose. Jose. How you professionals, the Santa, um, Anna, I'm sorry, the Santa... Well, it's actually the members at large, the Society of Women in Engineering, the Blacks in Engineering program. I mean, come on. What am I not? <laughs> <laughs> and I had such fun. You guys are really, really a blast there. So what do you like? Um, how do you guys time manage? Because you're still working full time and you're doing all these other things and you're giving of yourself to a community. Uh, how's your time management? I'll let you go first, yeah. Eddie, because you're always <laughs> super quick to answer those. Yeah, because uh, you see, it's sometimes it's always difficult. But what I try to do, I try to, as part of my to-do list and every day after maybe the morning prayer and all that, the first thing I need to do after setting up for the day is to look at the group, check things out. Okay, the admin is going to be the one to speak. Uh, to engage the group that day, look at the Telegram group if there are questions or if there are things we need to assist people. Then we go on to our daily work and all that volunteer. Then once in a while, when you have lunch break or something, you just check it up again then after work. So uh, it's important. I thank Mary too. I thank other admins because I'm not the only one doing it. We have like 23 admins, you know, so most time people check in. It must not mm -hmm. only be Mary or me. Every other person is there to support and assist. And since it's something growing, you have a lot of uh, fresh uh, hands who, are, who want to learn, who really want to, you know, uh, quest for knowledge. And I, the, uh, I'm very, I'm just so happy because most times you see freshers who have issues in their job and they just need that answer. Now, immediately, someone is always there to assist. And what do you think? That the feedback is so encouraging because people are able to uh, perform their tasks properly, even if they don't have the global certification, but they have some little experience from the discussions in the group. So the feedback has been tremendous. People are always wanting to go into the group and see what's really happening. So that's how we manage our time. Excellent. And how I would manage my time on that query is on the app. I've set it to notify me when there is a comment if it's directed to me, it'll make a chime and I'll look at it. If it's a directed to the group, 
I'll look at it. So I may not have the flexibility. You know, I do my morning meditation and I get my my schedule set out. And then if I have time, I'll look at the global EHS professionals. But most likely we're relying on Eddie to do that. <laughs> so I have kind of cheat days where I'll come in on my scheduled day or I'll respond to my chimes. And then I'll also work with him on the monthly and also the spotlights that we do for the um, one-on-one meetings. But I don't put my hands into it daily unless it's required. So that's kind of a, a time management cue for me. But for everything, I rely on my phone to alert me. I also schedule at least one hour at the end of the day to go back through and read threads or comments to see if I can input an answer and participate. As Eddie says, we need to activate our participation or I'll put up a job posting if it's available. So everyone has their own schedule on on time management. All right. So, I mean, you guys uh, seem and I guess this might be something I didn't really think of until just this moment. Uh, since you're global, you could literally be 24 hours. Exactly. Yeah. And that's how it is. <laughs> hmm. Because I, of time difference, you know, you got the people uh, maybe from Singapore, the Asian guys, maybe they want to, they're about, in fact, this is their midnight or so. You guys yeah. are waking up. Africa, they are trying to go to bed. <laughs> and me, I'm already. So you, you need to just, someone needs to be there. That's why mm-hmm. most of the admins are from different parts of the world. Mm-hmm. And just like Miriam said, they have different days to engage the group. Yeah. Um, since you guys are now pretty much getting a nice flow of data with some of your, your answers that you're getting, and then I'm sure by now you should be able to notify or not notify, but just notice uh, that there there's a, a theme of either the same kind of um, education level of people that, that will come into the group and not, not in a derogatory mean in any way. I just mean as a, as a, a, a level that you could say, all right, we've, we've got to make sure that our, our, our outputs are the wording that we use is going to hit this certain level. I write a lot of courses for, for, for companies, uh, online companies. And when I write all my courses for for those companies, I write in, in personally for fifth grade. That's, that's, and that's what I look for. If it's higher than that people, I'll lose people. So in all your copy in your text, you guys are doing several things. It seems like you're identifying certain education levels by the copy and the wordings that you're using. It seems to me that you're also identifying where uh, everybody is maybe in a, I don't know if it's a goal. I'm sorry about this question being so long, but I'm thinking this through as I go here, but it seems to me that it's, it's like, um, it's almost like a like a you're you're creating a database that is showing you needs and then also showing you strengths. Uh, so that's the simple form of what I really am trying to say. Is that the truth? Are you starting to see things like that uh, work out? Yeah. In fact, let me. I know it was because of different cultural background. Mm-hmm. Academic level expertise will never be the same. So most times you need to break it down to the guy that is somewhere i don't want to mention names because we are not there at somewhere you know 
that might not be able to get that real information. We not understand that information, but might might not get that uh, real thing from the person that is from the states. You know, personally, me, I go the extra mile because there are some basic uh, HSE courses that some people need to actually step up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So some people approach me also in the group. Well, how can they do? And if there are some I need to pay for, I try to, uh, because I've come to realize that it might be difficult for the profession to grow if people are not being trained and certified. Mm-hmm. The person that is downtown might not be able to get a job that can pay him or her more than 100 bucks a month if he doesn't have the certification. Yeah. yeah. So that's it. So you need to come down to some people's level and try to make sure that you bring them up gradually. It might not be easy, but definitely. Mm. That's still pushing and as far as that's the educational level, Eddie's made it very clear that there's always a language barrier in some of the cultures that we speak. I've, I've spoken to people who, who have um, an uh, understanding of English that is rudimentary or people who have um, limited English. And I've never seen anyone write in their native tongue. They've always written to me back in English. I noticed that. But as an option, as an option, which I want to applaud the program, switch over from WhatsApp to Telegram, is they keep a list of all the files that have been submitted to be shared. So in addition to the media, in addition to the chat text, if you want to search for a particular word, it'll help you to search down to find that word. You can find all the conversation threads on that. You also have the media available. You can go into that queue and you can put your keywords. So hopefully we're letting everyone know to tag their, their document. So they'll say fire or it'll say construction or it'll say fail, you know, mm-hmm. so they're able to find the information later on. If people are visual learners, they're able to see the data themselves and figure it out. OK, so that's that's the great option of Telegram. The other thing is when you come into a conversation with a safety professional, you know, they're at a certain level of education, not necessarily certified, which is mm-hmm. what Eddie promotes and would like us to continue to donate our time and money into making sure people get certified. But they're at the level where they at least have a basic knowledge of safety. So we're starting at that level. Okay. Now what we're doing is we're encouraging them to build upon that. And in some companies, they don't want them to be certified because they just want them to know more because Mm -hmm. if they have the certification, they'll have to now pay them Pay more. Yeah. So we want them to be able to grow out of those type of companies. You feel me? But at the mm-hmm. same time, be educated enough to not be on the news because of a failure. So <laughs> like the stop gap. Between yeah. And success. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There's got to yeah, be something they all speak in English on the, on the text and they all read the documents back and forth in English. And sometimes I send things in Chinese, but that's me. Some, it depends on who's on the audience. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and truly, I, the question was uh, a little clunky in the wording and the delivery, but the idea is still the same that I, I believe as you start seeing and reading more and more of these answers and responses, you're starting to get a good feel of, of who your audience is mm-hmm. and their, their understanding level. And it seems like you guys are, are good on that one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Uh, for the, you know, I know you guys got to get, you know, the rest of your day <laughs> that needs to happen. And you got to go to I just rescheduled mine to 1115. We're good. <laughs> okay. Uh, my, my other question was when you're, or, or say one of the questions floating in my brain, um, for some of the things that you're seeing uh, that it keeps coming up in the group, is there like a, is there something that you could identify as being either a, a trigger that your your general audience, everyone will jump on this topic and no matter where you are, you get this topic and you know, oh, this is going to be a good one. And you guys know this topic is going to start something. Is there anything that you guys have identified yet? Yeah, I have personally, you know, like uh, the topic I brought up uh, later this evening was about COVID. You know, depending on where you are, I ask the question, do you you record uh, COVID-19 cases as occupational illness in your HSC records? That and probably said I knew, Yeah, I knew that would bring a lot of, because different um, opinions, different policies in different companies, different continents have their own. Organizations mm-hmm. have their own differently. Where well, we don't recognize that because it's a pandemic, a global pandemic. We don't. We just have a record on site. But there are some people that also record it as, as occupational illness. You know. But my mm-hmm. opinion is always personal because with that uh, that kind of topic, you have it's good because everybody will give their own input depending on where they work and where they what they feel mm-hmm. and all that. So that is part of what I. I can identify that that stirs up a lot of discussions. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> pictures. I think the other trigger is pictures. If you send a picture of what's wrong with this photo, we get a lot of feedback because everyone wants to learn hazard recognition. And so between those key trigger topics and the pictograms, people are, are quick to jump into the videos or the pictures of the day that may show multiple failures in that image. And then you can identify what you see. They participate. Yeah, excellent. I, I used to do that with my uh, OSHA compliance help channel, which show a picture and then we'll analyze uh, what's wrong with this picture. And then I'll show them through the, the standard of this is where the violation is. <laughs> so that's, that's, it's a great, great uh, topic uh, for, for, the rest of the the world here that's listening, what's what's the the future for global EHS professionals? I was interim for about six months, and looks like it's going to be permanent. Um, my vision, um, and Eddie has agreed with my vision, is to build the board of directors, and in that particular board, explain the business plan as to our audience, our footprint, and what our intentions are globally. And to secondarily establish, you know, vice presidents in each one of the continents so that that person can have a spearhead group and manage that group in that region separately or help us come together on our platform. So that's the that's the straw man. Uh, The deeper dive is that each particular person within the group is going to be able to feel this is a building block for a permanent role, meaning they may be full-time at their position now, but they'll be able to eventually segue over. So that requires uh, pulling in sponsorship, pulling in funding, pulling in um, a representation that will sustain that economic base. 
So the beginning of that would be um, identifying not only who the founder is, but his key players, who he wants on his board. My goal and direction is to instruct and take care of those stakeholders and make sure that their, their ideas and visions are met. And because I've worked in global now since 2013, I have a pretty good understanding of what each continent will allow and not allow as far as representation, okay? So we're gonna have to learn how to navigate the financial part, like you just said, the economic disparity, and also to make sure that this person feels that they can do this entity in a compensated manner, not just necessarily volunteering their time, but actually take on this as a part-time and eventually a full-time role. So that's our vision. Excellent. Uh, that's truly in any, if you need to add anything, go ahead. This is time. <laughs> no, not, re- not really much. Mary is the CEO. So she has, we have a plan together. So we will move it to the next level. You know, just a process. We'll move it to the next level. And uh, we are trying to, just like you said, trying to get a board and try to make it functional. Uh, in the interim, so we're also trying to see if we can have uh, like sponsorship for some of these uh, programs so that we can actually uh, uh, make sure that uh, the reach, we have a wider reach through sponsorship mm-hmm. and all that. So, Excellent. Anybody interested in sponsoring global EHS professionals? How do they reach you? Yeah, you can reach Mary. Mary. Oh. Yeah, you can you can definitely reach, reach me Mary. or you can reach our website, but we'll you leave you all the website. parameters in your uh, LinkedIn so you can click on that for us, Sheldon. We'll be more happy to send that to you. Yeah. In the meantime, look for us on Eventbrite uh, as Global EHS Professionals to see when we're having an upcoming event. And that way you can also make comments or information directly to our insight and uh, you can communicate with us that way as well. Eventbrite is www.eventbrite.com and that's spelled B-R-I-T-E. Yeah, they have to throw in that little funny spelling, don't they? (laughs) (laughs) It helps. It does help though. It does help. Uh, And uh, for everyone else, it's globalehsprofessionals.com globalehsprofessionals.com that's where you could uh, find them and if you're on LinkedIn then you're going to have to do the Eddie Dong Udu LinkedIn or Mary is it just Mary Stein I thought you had a hyphen in there oh that that's my married name so it's just Mary Stein and definitely you can also look at it's rocket science (laughs) if you look up LinkedIn it's rocket science 06 is my is my handle I know. I love it. <laughs> it's so great because it's always a little nod to, to you truly have to look at Mary's LinkedIn, all those degrees and everything else. <laughs> it's like ridiculous. You know, everyone comes in with, hey, I got a master's and then Mary's like throwing down this list. <laughs> I'm getting one now. I just got my last one. So it's coming in the mail. I'll it's coming it in the mail. Good. <laughs> oh, excellent. Thank you guys so much. You and Eddie and Eddie, the, thanks for coming back because this is the second time for you. <laughs> Thank you. So much. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. I'm I'm a I'm a fan. So so this is me being a fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate. It. No, thank I'm you, guys. Get the group. All right. Bye. Have a wonderful day, gentlemen. All right. All right. See you.
Well, welcome back to the show. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that interview with uh, Eddie and Mary. It was really a good time that I had, and I just picked up a lot on it. Uh, Normally what I would do now would be, uh, in the past, would be what we would have is a a tip of the the day or tip of the week is really what it would be. Uh, I haven't done that in a while, but usually when I came back, we would kind of go over a little bit about what we learned or one one thought. I'm going to do that a little bit differently from now on. So what I'm going to do whenever I do interviews, and I got this from a man. Mr. Allen, it was a great idea. Jay Allen, if you have not listened to Safety FM, go ahead and do that. But it was a great idea. So generally, I think, especially the way that we're, this interview went, and I believe my other ones will go this way, we've got so many lessons to learn that it'd be a little too much to try to squeeze it in at the very end. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a little mini episode following my interviews and what we'll do is then we'll just talk a little bit more in a, in a longer setting about what we learned. And it'd be many. This means a longer setting isn't going to give me another full episode, but it'll be a nice little mini. So this time will be the very first mini we'll do uh, that is going to be an actual, what did we learn from that interview? So if you want to participate... From the time you're listening to this, you still have an opportunity to participate. Uh, if it is the Monday that this show is out, which will be July 19th, 2021, you can send me an email, Sheldon at SheldonPrimus.com. That's going to be the easiest way for you guys to remember, right? When in doubt, Sheldon. <laughs> Sheldon at SheldonPrimus.com. And tell me what you learned about this. So this will actually need to be done by the day of the episode. So this can incentivize you guys to go ahead, like, and subscribe, and be part of the show. Uh, so on the interview weeks, when I do this, I'm going to open up my email, Sheldon at SheldonPrimus.com, which is always open because it's an email. <laughs> and what we'll do is I'm going to get your questions, your lessons learned, and we'll discuss it in order for me to record it and get it back to you. Uh, and I think I'm going to get it back to you on Wednesday sounds good to me. So what I need, though, is action from you guys. So don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you are right now and listening to me. Go ahead, hit the subscribe button. And then when the new episode comes out, you're going to get an alert. And that alert is going to get you ready so you can listen to the episode and then Send me your questions at Sheldon at SheldonPrimus.com and I will incorporate that into the lesson learned. I like that. So let's see how this one goes. I had a great time with you guys this week and in the interview. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Eddie, for being part of the interview and coming back, Eddie. Uh, that was awesome. Uh, if you guys have not gone to globalehsprofessionals.com, go ahead and do that. If you have not subscribed to Safety Consultant TV, go ahead and do that. I've got a 30-day code for you, which is not on the site. Normally, it's a three-day free trial, but since you're a listener or a student, this is my student code too 
Use code CONSULTANT. And this is going to give you 30 days free instead of three days free trial so that you can really start looking at some of those videos and getting some lessons. And the videos are going to teach you about safety and health concerns. They'll teach you about mindfulness and how to actually breathe and relax. And that's really important for safety consultants, too. Uh, it's also going to teach you a few things related to safety and health written programs. And you could watch the videos on any of your system, meaning uh, Apple uh, TV. You could watch it on Roku. You could watch it on Amazon. You could watch it on your iPad. However, that's not it. Go to the website, safetyconsultant.tv, the same playlist, the same video you're watching. Chances are there's a downloadable material to it, and especially if they're written programs, then you could have a sample of written programs. I just taught you how to use the sample through the video lesson, and then now you download this template, and you could use this template with your clients right now. So that's the benefit of safetyconsultant.tv. Not only are you going to get video lessons, you're also going to have some fun stuff. There's fun stuff with me and the Hop Nerd, Sam, Sam Goodman, who are actually playing guitar on on our little uh, podcast that we're sharing. There's fun stuff as well. Uh, even got meditations on there, too. So enjoy. SafetyConsultant.tv. And that's a good way of reaching me. So have you guys a wonderful week. This episode has been powered by Safety FM.